Welcome to the podcast for WGTS Gateway Fellowship, a place that is about inspiring hope. You can learn more about us and hear more messages at mygatewayfellowship.com. We're going through a series right now, and the series is entitled Got Hope. Now, what inspired me to have this series put together is because of an article that I read in Guidepost. And the article simply said this, is that the average person, and you heard me say this before, that the average person receives 27 negative things said to him or her before they hear one positive thing. So every day at work, you may hear little comments that you don't even register, that they're going in and they're spinning your head. Oh, oh, she's doing it again. Oh, she's like, before you hear one positive thing. If there was ever a time where people needed hope, that time and that place is here. When you look at the news on television, you see hopelessness. Many of us, when we go to our jobs, we face hopelessness. But there is one thing that I want you to know and to be assured of is that's why it's so important to read the word of God. Because with God, there's always hope. With God, there's no situation so twisted that he can't straighten out. With God, there is no mountain so high that he cannot give you the strength to be able to climb it. With God, there is no problem so, so covering you, so taking over your mind that with him, you will not be able to go underneath it and come up on the other side. And as you read the word of God, you discover stories. And these stories are not there just because they're just nice stories. They're stories of inspiration. Stories of hope. And one of the things that I love about the Bible, it tells the good and it tells the bad. But then it always leaves the possibility of hope. His name was Drunk Man Willie. That's the only thing we called him. True story, lived in our our neighborhood. And you can imagine why they called him Drunk Man Willie. Because his situation became his name. Now, I don't know much. In fact, it was so sad because when he died, no one even in our neighborhood even knew his last name. They didn't even know what to put on his tombstone. All we knew is that he lived in Miss Carol's basement. He was originally from Sweetport, Louisiana, and he had served in World War II. That's all anyone in our neighborhood knew about him. We didn't know his family, how he ended up coming from Sweetport, Louisiana, living in Portland, Oregon. But what we did know is that his situation became his name. In fact, it was common that 
I know my mother would do this. She would say, Terry, go to the corner store. I want you to, to get me a bag of sugar. You buy yourself a piece of candy and you give the rest of that change to drunk man Willie. Because that's all we knew him as is drunk man Willie. Oregon was one of the first states to have the recycling program for bottles. And so in other words, you buy a can of soda, they would add five cent onto it. And then you could take it back to the store to redeem the five cents. Anyone could. And so that's how drunk man Willie made his living. He would have a shopping cart and he would knock on doors and say, do y'all have any Coke bottles? Do y'all have any bottles? And once again, it was very common for in our house to have a, a, a sack set aside for drunk man Willie to pick up on Thursdays. But what stood out to me is that this poor guy his situation became his name. There are many of us here today. If the enemy has his way, he would like your situation to become your name. Maybe it's not drunk man Willie. Maybe it's something else. And friends, it's so easy for that to happen. But I am here today to say that we serve a God that can even change our names. There's a story in the Bible that I want to share with you. It's found in the book of Mark, Mark chapter 10. Verses 46 through 52. It's a story that you're all familiar with. It's a story of blind Bartimaeus. And notice the scripture says that as then they came to Jericho and as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd was leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, that is a son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road begging. Now there's something in that story. I don't know if you caught it. Bartimaeus did not have a name. At least the scripture didn't tell us his name. It simply says that his name was Bartimaeus, which was just simply saying the son of Timaeus. The label that he had on him was a label called blind man. We're talking about hopelessness now. Bartimaeus found himself in a situation Not because of anything that he did, but his situation seemed impossible. In fact, if you were to do any studying, you would understand one thing that if a person had a handicap in those days, they figured three things had happened. One, that person had sin and God was punishing them. That's the reason he was blind. Two, He was going to sin in the future and God knew that. And so he was punishing him for what he or she was going to do in the future. And three, their parents must have sinned. And that's why God did that to that person. And as we've gotten wiser in our theology, we understand that's not the truth. That all we do know is the truth that was God's never part of his original plan that sin in any form should be here, but as a result of sin, certain situations happen. But the story lets us know that even when situations happen, 
they're still not hopeless. In fact, the scripture says that when he heard that it was Jesus, he began to cry out. Now, why are we even talking about this? We're talking about this because Bartimaeus was an example of someone whose situation became their name and God turned a negative into a positive. And it's interesting, when I was doing some background reading on this this, this morning, it's interesting is because I like to say that Bartimaeus really wasn't blind. And you may say, chaplain, it says in the scripture he was blind. What are you talking about? This is what I want you to understand. And please hear me on this. Is that Bartimaeus cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And let me tell you what's so special about that. Is that the title or the phrase, son of David, was used only for the true Messiah. So other words, Bartimaeus may have been physically blind, but he was not spiritually blind. You had many people there who could physically see Jesus, but they didn't recognize that this was the Jesus that could change their situation. This was the same Jesus that could take their problem that seemed hopeless and impossible and turn a negative into a positive. And it's interesting because if you were to do some background research on this, that the typical blind person, it's very easy. It says this, Josephus says this, uh, a, 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 a Jewish writer in those days, that the average blind person would wake up and have someone to take them to the city gates to go beg for a living. So after begging for almost 16 hours, they would beg someone again to take them back home. Can you just imagine that? Begging someone to take you to go beg and then begging someone to give you money for 16 hours and then begging them to take you back home again. Day after day after day. And apparently they didn't even call him by his name. You know that guy, the blind man, the son of Timaeus down there? And just looking at Bartimaeus' situation, we would have thought it's hopeless. We would have thought that his situation was impossible. That his situation had became his name. But what we're talking about today is something called renewed hope. Where God can take something that seems impossible and turn it around. Notice it says here that many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. Now, you may have to just really think about this. It was probably some of the same people, Jamila, who had taken him to go beg. And when this guy could see that that Jesus could fix his situation, that could change his problem, instead of them encouraging him, what did the scripture say? They told him to be quiet. Don't bother Jesus. There are many of us in this room here today that you might be facing something that no one understands. 
and you've gone to other people trying to explain to them what's happening. This situation just seems so overwhelming. Instead of them encouraging you, they have done the opposite. You always do this. You know what? This is just, every time you're back in this situation again, Instead of them giving you encouraging words, that's why uh, it's so important to make Jesus your best friend. It's so important, friends. I love you, but I'm here to say I'm not going to love you like Jesus loves you. Your wife may love you, but she's not going to love you like Jesus loves you. Make Jesus your best friend. For that when you face situations and it seems impossible... When people are telling you to give up, to quit, it's impossible. You can't do any better. You can get on your knees and have a relationship with God where God will say to you, all things are possible through me. I made you for a purpose and for a reason. You are not here on this earth by accident. There is something that you can do that no one can do it exactly the way that I want you to do it. That's what the scriptures tell us. That's why it's important to make Jesus your best friend. Notice it says that the more people told him to be quiet, the more he called out on Jesus. We're talking about having God change our situations. What an example. The more people tell you your situation is impossible. God can't redeem you. God can't restore you. God can't renew you. We need to follow example of Bartimaeus. Cry out to God even more. And you will start to see that God has a reason for you on this earth. You are not here by accident. Now, some of you know I also received my master's in psychology, well, marriage, child, and family therapy. And one of the things I will never forget in one of the classes I was in, and this has stood out to me, do you know that if we start calling you the same name over and over, if I start saying the same thing to you, Martin, Martin is dumb. Martin is stupid. Oh, that's stupid, Martin. He's always going to do stuff dumb. He's always going to do stuff stupid. What does psychology tell us what will happen? Martin will start to believe it. So I think of someone like drunk man Willie. Without Jesus, the poor guy didn't have a chance. Every day, people calling him drunk man. Drunk man, drunk man, drunk man. Is there any surprise that that's who he became and where he stayed at until he died? Friends, that's why it's so important to have God in your life. Because no matter what I may say about you, If you have God saying the opposite as you read the scriptures, God is more powerful than what I say. 
So I can say this all day long to Martin. Martin is stupid. Martin will never make it. Martin is this. And Martin can open up his Bible and say, I am wonderfully made. I know that with God, all things are possible. I know that my situation may not be what it should be right now, but there is someone up there that is in control of me. So no matter what Pastor Terry says about me, you, dear God, you say the opposite. Friends, if there was ever a time to get in the habit of reading God's word, that time is now. Simply start in the book of John and just simply say that I'm going to read just a little section every day. And you will start to see positive stuff coming out of it. Positive things coming out of it. So when you go to work and that boss is all over you and saying stuff, what you had read that morning is going to be the opposite because they're going to just be like, blah, 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 blah. Because you're going to remember that story that you read that morning, how God took something and made it possible. That's why we say read the scriptures. It's not just to read them to control you. Or tr- no, no, no. We're trying to get you to understand how God takes negative and make it positive. Notice what the scriptures go on saying. Jesus stopped. That's the most powerful part of the story. Here he was in a situation that was hopeless, that was impossible. People talked about him. People said he would never make anything. That's the beggar you see there. He didn't listen to them. He cried out to Jesus and Jesus stopped. Do you believe that it's the same God up there that was back there back then? It was. And just like he stopped for Bartimaeus, he will stop for you. And notice what it goes on to say. So they called the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. So the same one who was putting him down just a few minutes ago. But when Jesus stopped and started to do something in his life, they turn it around. And now they're saying, hey, we're your friend. Cheer up. Friends, it's so important to make Jesus your best friend. Notice what it says that throwing aside his cloak, he jumped to his feet and he came to Jesus. Once again, that word throwing aside is very important. Bartimaeus didn't want anything to stop him from his blessing. There are some of you here today. The Lord wants to change your situation. He wants to change your name. He wants to fix it. But you have to do your part and throw some stuff away. And maybe what you need to throw away is negative thinking. I know that's what I had to deal with my whole life. But in order for me to get the blessing that God wanted me to to really get in my life, I had to throw some stuff away. There are some of you here today, and don't take this the wrong way. You have to throw some friends away. And you know what I'm talking about. 
I have a buddy who's been my buddy a long time. I know and I call him up. We're going to start talking about stuff. And before we know, we're out of control. And I'm just being honest with you. And I know that if I want to get the blessing that the Lord wants for me, I can't call that person up because I know what it's going to lead to. And there's some of you here today, that is what's stopping you from receiving the fullness of what the Lord wants for you. So once again, it may be an attitude. It may be friends. There may be something like drunk men willy. Where the liquor controlled his life. He should have maybe thrown that away. And it's not for me to tell you what it is to throw away. It's between you and God and and what I have discovered in my own life. God will make it clear to you. You don't have to worry. You're not going to have to guess. Well, maybe it's this or maybe it's that. No, 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 no. I promise you. He will make it so crystal clear to you that you will have to make a conscious decision to say, no, I don't want to do that. I believe that I've seen it. And notice what the scripture goes on to say. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man, once again, not even a name, simply the blind man. Said, Rabbi, I want to see. The scripture goes on to say. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus. What label do you have? What situation is controlling you? And there are some of us that people say things behind our backs. They may say, oh, that's the person who will never call you back. Or that's the person who does that or does. And what I'm saying to you today, you don't have to worry about that. If you have that connection with God. And the same God that heard Bartimaeus, that stopped for Bartimaeus, that healed Bartimaeus, will do the same for you. And as we conclude here, in a few weeks, we're going to have something called a night of hope. It'll take place in Sheraton and Tyson's Corner. And I will be sharing with you there and just a little brief nugget. But there I will be sharing with you of the situation label that was put on me. From the second grade until I was 12 years old. All throughout my neighborhood, I was simply called that boy who couldn't read. Oh, he's nice. He's a friendly little boy. But, you know, he he, that boy can never read. He can't read. But thank God. He was able to take a negative. And turn it into a positive. And I don't say this for any glory for me. And those who know me, you know, that's not my style. But I went on to write three books. 
the same boy who couldn't read. Just what if I would have allowed that label to define me? Some of you here today, you need to allow God to change your situation. You're not in this place by accident. He wants to do something special for you. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship, a ministry of WGTS 91.9. We'd love for you to visit us sometime. Services happen each Saturday evening at 6. You can learn more about us and get more podcasts at mygatewayfellowship.com.